across waxwork.com on a routine missing persons case. Jordan D. White had gone missing, and his wife had ponied up enough dinero to fill up more than a few bottles worth of regret. My sources downtown had heard whispers about the place, so I figured I should check it out myself. I only needed to take one look at the sick things the bastard had filled the place with to realize that Jordan D. White was not a well man. It was clear that this was a person who had made a lot of enemies. Sure, his wife played the concerned role well, but a broad like that always had one or two other fish on the line. I made certain to give her my number to call if she needed anything. Anything at all. A quick look around the place didn't reveal anything out of the ordinary, but then, as I was leaving, I noticed little red drips going down their back porch to their cellar door. There it was. That's where I found it. His dead body. Case closed. I'd found him. But now... I had a murder to solve. Hello and welcome to Cast and Wax. My name is Jordan D. White and we are having another one of those episodes where we just don't have time. We don't have time for anything. Why? Well, all sorts of different reasons. But one of the reasons is that I'm going to an Oscar party and I can't be late. But the other reason is that we actually have just a really jam-packed show and we don't have time to do other stuff. So what we're going to do is we brought back... Oh, look, everybody's got a die here. Oh, gosh, got one. So we're going to do another one of those things where we all take the dice and we roll them and we are going to do the thing where we talk one at a time. Okay, so everybody get ready and roll. Frank, you got okay, it. Okay, hello everybody. My name is Frank Allen. Now, okay, uh, last episode, two weeks ago, we talked about going to Binghamton. Guess what? We didn't go to Binghamton. Why? Because there was a snowstorm. It was kind of annoying. Uh, but we still didn't do a podcast. Why, you ask? Well, uh, Jordan, can you answer that question? No, you can't because you didn't roll a high enough number. Well, I'll tell you why. The answer is because Jordan is a loser. Uh, we were here all weekend, and all of us could have easily gotten together because the snow didn't stop us from getting, you know, uh, uh, like we could walking. We could have walked in the snow to Jordan's place and done a podcast. So what did we do one? No, because Jordan was like, no, I don't want to do one. I want to relax then in that case. Well, you know what? You can just suck an egg because you're stupid and that's stupid. So uh, that's what I have to say about that. Um, anyway, my name is Frank Allen and I'm a show host. Uh, I have been, speaking of the ability to get places, I have actually been living here in Jordan's apartment. Um, so so there is that. Uh, which actually makes it even worse because three of us were already in the physical room. You know, we could have easily just done a podcast with three of us. Even if Rory couldn't make it, we could have just been like, oh, well, you know, Rory can't make that it. That wouldn't have been fair. Well, it doesn't matter if it wouldn't have been fair. The point is, that's the way it could have been. But it wasn't that way because Jordan was a dumbass and a loser. Uh, anyway, I'm still looking for a show host job. Uh, I still haven't had much success. I've been sending out resumes this time and clips. Jordan's been helping me burn CDs of, of clips, um, not bad ones, like the ones Rory played on the air the other time, but, you know, good ones. Anyway, the point is, um, yeah, I don't think I have any more point beyond so that. So you got to introduce this first show. Introduce right, the first show. yes, the first show. Uh, the first show is Guard Duty. Guard Duty is a show about superheroes waiting for their next problem uh, to arise so they can go out and take care of it. Uh, we're on the ninth episode of the fifth season. We're very close. There's only 11 episodes in the fifth season, so we're very close to the end of the entire series. Uh, the Guard has not been going well recently. Uh, uh, the Guard has been falling apart one member at a time, basically. So this is going to be... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this is going to be a disaster for them, but uh, why don't we get right to it? Here we go. This is Guard Duty. The Earth Guard. The planet's most powerful heroes united in the common goal of protecting the innocent people of planet Earth and defending them from threats of all kinds. From the Guard Tower, their base of operations, they watch over the citizens and spring into action at any sign of danger. To that end, Guard takes shifts, monitoring events all over the globe. Sooner or later, 
They all have to take a shift of guard duty. This week, the Earth Guard in Follow the Leader. You know, the, the, the lube that I use for this uh, unit is really quite uh, connected on the right, everyone. All right. Thank you all for coming. I called this meeting to discuss the current situation with the guard. As you all know, we've lost three members in the last week, which, well, to say it's a team record would be an understatement. After resigning from the guard, Peas Blossom vanished. There's no sign of her anywhere on the planet. Binary Girl has taken an extended leave while she deals with the loss of Peas Blossom. It is likely she'll be back at some point, but she can't say when, and has asked that we don't wait for her. And now, most recently, last night, Mr. Fahrenheit quit the guard upon his removal as our press secretary. So, we're here to throw a party? I'm afraid not. It seems Mr. Fahrenheit has agreed to sell his story to Ron Riley in the password. Yeah, that's more surprising. All right, everyone, please. I've spoken with Todd Larson, and he's got lawyers working on things even as we speak. Mr. Fahrenheit signed a non-disclosure agreement when he joined the Guard, but it's possible he may claim whistleblower status, which may tie things up legally speaking until after the story sees print. We need to be ready for the worst. What kind of things is he going to tell? I can't say for sure, but there's no guarantee that any of us is safe. Any liaisons between team members? Any in-team fighting? He's at least as guilty of these things as any of us have been. But given his record, I doubt... He sees it that way. Just as a guess, likely topics for him to address would be our strike last year, the tryouts, Peas Blossom and Binary Girl's relationship, Bumblebee, he'll likely discuss your liaisons. I've got nothing to hide. Argus, I'm sad to say I wouldn't put it past him to out you and Captain Fantasy. He wouldn't. I'm sure Riley will ask about the death of Ocean Man and us kicking him off the team. The murder of the golden eel. Oh, speaking of eel, you want to tell them? Oh, please, go right ahead. Well, we were working on the case earlier. What? I thought you'd solved it. Yes, Suspiria admitted she did it in the fight before she died. Oh, sure, we know it was Suspiria, but we were still working on some of the loose ends. See, I was thinking about it, and I realized, why would Suspiria kill the golden eel now? I mean, sure, she's a villain and all, but she never even fought the golden eel, and all of a sudden she shows up in her base and kills her? Well, she had just joined the Earth Guard. Exactly what I said. Yeah, but how... How does Suspiria know where the Golden Eel lives? How does she know enough about her that she can sneak into her cave and kill her even if she is invisible? I don't think it was a coincidence that she just joined the guard. What if we had some sort of leak? I mean, like some kind of breach in our security that was allowing Suspiria access to the guard tower. That would explain how she- Okay, okay. I hate to interrupt this whole Encyclopedia Brown moment, but- who cares? A dead villain got information about a dead hero. They're both dead. But voodoo lady, this could be important. If the guard has a leak, then- The guard does have a leak, and he's about to spill our personal information all over the front page of the password. Frankly, I'm more concerned with Mr. Fahrenheit than I am with some theoretical security breach that only affects a pair of corpses. Nice attitude. I hate to say it, but I have to agree with voodoo lady. We have more pressing matters to deal with than some details in a closed murder case. What to do about our former press secretary needs to be dealt with now. Frankly, Chuck, I don't know what you were thinking putting him in that position in the first place. This isn't the time for second-guessing and blame. Of course you'd say that. You're to blame. Claire, please. No, no, I'd like to hear what she has to say. You're the reason we lost all three of them, Stallion. You're the one who fired Mr. Fahrenheit from the job, and you're the one who stupidly put him there in the first place, without consulting a single other member of the Guard, I might add. I told him at the time You that... were the one who was on guard duty when Binary Girl stormed off the team. The girl was in a fragile state of mind. Just what type of consolation did you offer her that she quit the team on the spot, huh? That's not fair. Birthday Boy took me over- oh, that's right. 
birthday boy. The sexist pig you voted to have join the guard. You were going to vote him on the team? That was supposed to be a private session. Because you're ashamed of your vote, which is understandable. Now hang on a minute As here. Well, none of us knows exactly why Peas Blossom left the guard. Argus tells me that just before she quit, you had her working on all that budget filing nonsense for hours on end. Well, yes, but I don't think that was what made her leave the team. But it couldn't have helped. You said she was in a lousy mood from then on. That's true. And it certainly didn't make me love the guard. That's... Hang on. You had them working on the budget papers? I thought that was your job. It is. I was just... I was delegating. The budget was due. Damn it, Chuck. You're the leader of the Earth Guard. Getting this kind of paperwork done on time is your responsibility. Yes, but that doesn't mean I have to fill out every line myself. I'm responsible for making sure it gets done, and it did. I'm the leader of the Earth Guard, Bob, not its personal secretary. I can tap members of the team to deal with clerical work if necessary. Stallion's right. There's no reason why those of us with little or no responsibilities can't help out those with important jobs, too. Look at Bumblebee. She's been far more useful helping me in the lab than she had been going around giving massages. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, I'll be back, silly. But I suppose you're too important to help with team finances? Of course I am. I'm far too busy with my experiments to help with any paperwork. I'm sure Stallion realizes this. But if we're talking about non-essential personnel who aren't currently on guard duty, I see no problem with it. Well, we were on guard duty at the time. And I don't think he was making allowances for important people. But again, I don't want to start any trouble. Now, wait just one minute. You had them doing your paperwork for you during their shifts on guard chalk. You know as well as I do, that goes against the whole idea of guard duty we said in the first place. I There's think... no reason that with two people on guard duty at a time, we can't get a little work done once in a while as well. These things are important. But maybe... I know they're important. That's why we have someone whose job it is to make sure these things get done. That person is you, Chuck. How's about... Oh, come on, Bob. So you want a team leader who's so bogged down in paperwork he doesn't actually have time to fight crime? Remember fighting crime? It's what the guard is here for. Not filing papers on time. Um, Irving. But papers need to be filed in order Gentlemen, to... Gentlemen, please. A lady is trying to speak. A lady who, if you get to know her well, you'll find to be quite insightful and intelligent. Claire can fend for herself. What? I was referring to Bumblebee. Ass. I, I'm sorry, Bumblebee. I, I got flustered. We're trying to work this out and- And you don't have time for a brainless sex object. No, that's not what I was trying to- I think it's pretty clear that it was. I can contribute to the team, you know. I know that. I just- Do you? Because it seems to me you've been dismissing Bumblebee the entire time she's been on the team. You're the one who didn't understand why we were voting for her. Oh, and here I thought that was a private meeting. But as it turns out, maybe I did understand why you voted her on. You're a sexist jerk. Bumblebee doesn't need to put up with this, and neither do I. Yeah. I'm leaving the team. Wait, what? I'm not going to be part of a team that tolerates this kind of sexism. Voodoo lady, wait. No, I've been silent about it for too long. Bumblebee, get out while you still can. It's only going to get worse from here on in. Goodbye, Earthguard. Good riddance. No, Claire, wait. Bumblebee, Susie, I... I've dreamt of being a member of the Earth Guard for my entire life. You have to understand. I, I'm sorry. I've been under pressure. I've, I'll never disrespect you again. No, you won't. I won't allow it. Please. I'm I... leaving. I'm leaving. Irving? Oh, ah, uh, yes. Sorry, Stallion. If she goes, I'm sure we'll see each other again. I've got to go speak with Howard. Good meeting. Shut up, Bob.
Guard Duty by Jordan D. White with Michael D. Mikowski as the narrator Daniel Schwartz as Dr. Bast Guinevere Eckert as Bumblebee Devin White as Voodoo Lady Rich Bellin as The Stallion Derek McNish as Broadband with theme song by Michael D. Mikowski all right, we're back, and everybody roll the dice, please. You can jump in the gun there a little bit, Frank, but, oh, well, you didn't win anyway. Um, I won, so I get to talk about the next show. Up next, we have This Day in History, which is a Rory Sinjin show. It is a show where he investigates other realities, which is kind of a nonsense thing to say, but at any rate, uh, he is going to talk about two different days in history because, as Frank said, it's been two weeks. So we're talking about both today, Monday, the 8th, and also last week, Monday the 1st. Uh, you're going to find out something that happened on that day in history. It's going to lead you to an enlightening moral, and then you get to follow up with where are they now in history. Here you go, Rory. Why don't you take it right away for us? Hello, my name is Rory Sinjin, and you're listening to This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. On March 1st, 1961, President John F. Kennedy issues Executive Order 10924, establishing the Peace Corps as a new agency within the Department of State. Let's hear what his speech sounded like, shall we? Oh, oh, yeah. So I've put together uh, this new body, um... Jackie, wow, give me your Ms. morphine. Yeah, Mr. President, you sound pretty stuffed up. Have some of my illicit prescription drugs. Thank you, handsome stranger. No problem. Jack, are you taking those random pills again? Of course. It's not like I'll get shot in the head for doing this. Haha, <laughs> little does the fool know that I am actually Lee Harvey Oswald in disguise. It was, of course, later that day that the uh, still-drugged John F. Kennedy did decide that um, from then on he would only drive around in cars with no tops, especially in public places near buildings with snipers in them. You're listening to WHRW Binghamton. Welcome to This Day in History. My name is Roy Sinjin. On March 8, 1917, in Russia, the February Revolution begins when riots and strikes over the scarcity of food erupt in Petrograd. One week later, centuries of Tsarist rule in Russia ended with the abdication of Nicholas II, and Russia took a dramatic step closer towards communist revolution. Let's hear it. Are we fed up with these Tsarist bastards? Yeah. Yes! Will we take it any longer? No! No, you're going to keep taking it, because I say so. I'm the Tsar! Hey, buddy, no means no. Yeah, lay off! What's that? I'm too rich and powerful to hear you. I'm going to go back to my palace made of gold. Help, no means no! <laughs> no means no! We're going to have Quickly. to tear your palace down! No! And Tsar Nicholas II did learn the meaning of the word no. Unfortunately, he was shot shortly thereafter. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. Oh no? Oh yes! My name's Rory Sinjin and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast in Wax. And did you know that Lee Harvey Oswald was working for the Russians? You did? Well, alright. But did you know he was working for the Tsarist Russians? Bet you didn't. Yes, it's true. When Lee Harvey Oswald defected to Russia, he was not actually defecting to the communist Russian government. He was defecting to the hidden Tsarist Russians that were hiding amongst the communists, trying to bring capitalism and richness back to that horrible, horrible land. It was, in fact, a secret descendant of Tsar Nicholas, who had changed his name to Nickelfold so that nobody would know, who offered Lee Harvey Oswald a billion bazillion dollars to help him bring Russia back to its prime, where they would oppress peasants and, you know, become rich bastards. This sounded great to Lee Harvey Oswald, 
So Nicklefo said, Da, let us celebrate with some wonderful drugs. I have some prescription drugs here. You can share some with me. And Lee Harvey Oswald said, No. And Nicklefo said, Oh, my goodness. He said, No. And no means no. I learned that from my ancestors who were killed for not honoring the no means no policy. But why, Lee Harvey Oswald? Why are you saying no? And Lee Harvey Oswald said, Well, it's a theory I've been working on that has to do with drugs. And I was thinking that I might just say no to drugs. And he said, Just say no to drugs. That's ridiculous. But if you just say no, then no means no. Just say no means no. I don't understand. That means I can't give you drugs. You won't have drugs with me. And Lee Harvey Oswald said, No, I didn't want drugs. But I will help you kill John F. Kennedy. And I think I have an idea. Let's let's try giving him drugs. And Nicklefull said, Well, I, I, I suppose I don't see how that would help get the czars back in charge of Russia. And Lee Harvey Oswald said, Trust me, I know what I'm doing. Absolutely, this is going to work. And Nicklefull thought to himself, Well, I could say no. Uh, and then no would mean no. But I suppose I won't. Go forth, Lee Harvey Oswald. Spread drugs wherever you go. Even though you won't take them yourself because you just say no to prescription drugs because, after all, that is the right thing to do. And if, you know, if the Tsars do get back in charge of Russia, you know, I'll uh, give you that money, I promised. My name's Roy Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. Roll off, roll off, everybody roll. Roll, 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 roll. Uh, escape one. Yes, I did it. Okay. Um, so, uh, my name's Scapey. I'm a cat, and I have paws that I write to Rick because I get dirty and I want to do something like Rick and my paws are gonna Rick and my paws when they get dirty. They get dirty. I gotta Rick and my paws. I gotta Rick and my paws when they get dirty. When they get dirty. When I'm stepping and my paws get just a little bit weird and I feel a little dirty, what I do is I take out my tongue and I rick up my paws and I rick up my paws. I still rick up my paws whenever they get dirty. They get the dirty. Stop, 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 stop it, stop it. You, you gotta introduce the show. You can't, this isn't, you get to roll and then you get to go off in a weird direction. Go to the next show. Next show. Okay, what, what is the next show? Next show is Frank Allen. Uh, it's the last episode of the second season of Debatatorium. Oh, okay. Um, so the, the last episode of the second season of Debatatorium. Mm. Which is well, which is what? Which is the one where they they have the debateator of the year, two thousand and seven. Yeah, no, it is. I think, right? Yes, yes. But there's going to be another episode after this with the two debateators. Anyway, the point is, yes, this is the last escape. Oh, come on. What? I don't know. I don't know about debateator. Okay, so it's the last one of two thousand seven, so that they could have a debateator year. And then they could have another one, but this one is this one. So what do you think about that, hmm? Very good, very good. Okay, good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of Debatatorium 2007. My name is Frank Allen. It's a very exciting night. Uh, Debatatorium 2007 is a show in which we debate hot-button issues of the day uh, with a series of tournament-style debates. Right now, we have uh, our two champion debaters uh, so far for the season, although, oddly enough, both of them uh, lost their first debates and came back as wild cards. Very odd. A little, a little ungood. But there you are. Uh, let me introduce him before we get to the topic. Uh, first of all, sir, introduce Yes, yourself. my name is President Byron Samuels, American Defense Offense Club. Uh, oh, you changed another different one. No, well, the previous one encountered a certain amount of resistance from some of the people we viciously attacked, so we decided to change the name in order to disguise our true intentions. Uh, well, League... 
sounded too offensive? No, well, I mean, basically, the, the offense-defense league was uh, wildly making accusations and insults with no foundation at people we decided to despise for no good reason, All right. who therefore started to take a dislike to us, so we changed it to defense-offense club in order to sort of see if we could hide from them as uh, under the mask of being somebody else. All right. Uh, so you're the ADOC. Yes. Okay. Uh, president of the ADOC, By- Byron Samuels. And of course, our second debater champion, uh, currently. Certainly. My, uh, my street name is Rich Lefkowski, and I'm just a mere man who honestly wonders who elected, uh, this guy. And sec, cause I didn't vote for him. Well, no, he's not like a, I mean, are you part of the American Defense Offense Club? Uh, no. That's why you didn't vote for him. I wasn't even informed. I didn't even have the option. Anyhow, to get to the real point of the matter, though, I'm also a cab driver who is being forced to uh, by my boss to take part in this debate. Uh, but I'm also known as Perfect Pitch, a Binghamton super superhero who is in fact in charge of the other five uh, people who are forced to defend these awful streets around here. By the way, I should be a little more I shall try to be a little more positive, Frank Allen, because you don't know what oh, my boss you. said. What? My boss said that I come off as touchy and rude. Well, I mean, I didn't want to say anything. But well, yeah, yeah. so I'll do my best. Oh, good. How's well, that sound, This will be a nice. This will be a nicer debate. I'm going to talk with a smile on it. Face. Oh, that's that feels good already. <laughs> now, yes. again, uh, judging from who the two people are, I'm sure you can already tell uh, what the topic is because it's I'm sure something they it's what they disagree on probably most of anything in the world. It's um, the topic of whether or not evolution actually happened. And uh, as everyone, I'm sure, can tell, <laughs> President Byron Samuel says evolution did occur. Well, of course, evolution occurred. And, it's a side. And hold on, hold on. And Perfect Pitch says it did not. Now, Perfect Pitch, I'm sorry, President, attack yes. gets to go first. He gets to tell us why evolution is not true. Well, that's a lie. No, hold on. Let's hear it. <sighs> okay. Well, I again, I I should try to be positive here, but I'll, I'll just say that it was it's nice of you to let these derelicts in. That's very kind of you. That well, makes it easier for me to win. By the way, is there a prize if I win? Maybe. Well, the win of this, well, no, I, there I better don't, be a prize, you see. All right, there is. Good. I don't trust that. No, there is. Okay. All right. All right. Now, evolution, what appears to be evolution, is actually a punctuated process of superpowers suddenly evolving. Wait, Hu- you just said evolving. Blah, blah, blah. You're getting caught up in the fine points, Frank. You're getting caught up in details. You're already arguing evolution is just periods of evolution. Well, how's this? Will th- you understand this better, Maybe. Uh, Frank Allen? Let's find out. Let's see. Humans equal superpowered apes. Oh, so you're saying it wasn't, we didn't evolve. Yeah, it was so like, where, bam! Were we bitten by a radioactive? of something like a human? Do I look like I have a time machine? I know half these guests do, but really, I don't possess a time machine. How am I supposed to know what happened 8 billion years ago? I do look like an archaeologist. Well, I don't know. No. We're, that's what we're arguing about what happened over the course of billions of years. So. That just seems to me that's the most likely thing is some exciting thing happened way in the way in the way back past and it caused apes to somehow develop superpowers and become human beings or what we resemble as human beings. That sounds a lot like, I mean, that sounds a lot like evolution. Usually when people are against evolution, they they have some sort of creation idea. Well, this is a creation idea in a similar way that, say, Spider-Man was bitten by a uh, radioactive spider. Well, let's let's see what uh, President Samuels has to say. Well, evolution is an issue I, I feel very strongly about. It's a metal sheet. It gets muddled up a lot. And I have to explain why this muddle is because people try to bring science into it. And I have to <laughs> explain here, science is something that was created by people in the government in order to muddle our minds and clear 
clear us all away from getting that truth. And I believe in truth over science, which is why I'm for evolution. Now- I'm sorry, what? Evolution is evolutionary science. Evolution is truth. Science is about asking questions. If you ask a question, you don't need the truth. Evolution is a way of finding what's real. Science is a way of throwing away what's real and asking for it. What? Okay, so what's evolution? What is it? <laughs> evolution. Let me explain this to you. If you have some people in a group or some animals together, yeah. there's some of them's there and some of them ain't. Okay. And it's going to get naturally selected which ones are there. It's a process, a natural selection. Nature, well, that's that God, like- selects us and picks out the ones he likes best, and that's how we all get improved. So okay. when we... Get when there's six of us here, the best ones uh, God strikes down, and the rest of us uh, survive. So, so you're th- saying evolution is the process by which God picks who lives and who dies? Exactly. Yeah. In the past, we was full of all these incompetent people who was trying to abrogate ourselves and fill us up with all sorts of night notions and ideologies that weren't trying to reprove our freedom and take us away from what's the, all the things that we ought to oppose. But the fact is, when God comes in here and says, "Well, look at you're an idiot." And and you're dead. Well, we've only got the smart people left, and that's why evolution. Said- this is very okay. So I'm 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 very interested in this debate because basically we've got one side saying evolution is real because that's how God works, and the other side is saying evolution is not real. It's just a series of mutations caused through which superpowers. is mutated is science words. It's trying to they thinks we've got it's in blue genes, and I it's all what? tried. They think there are blue genes. There are blue genes. Muti- people, wear of course, them. there's blue genes, but it ain't got nothing to do with her my parents are or what my blood type is or something like that. If I want to wear blue jeans, that's my right. And they have no reason to mutate them or nothing. Uh, uh, Mr. Can you stop and uh, stop and breathe for a second here? Uh, thank you. <sighs> not now, so loud, though. Uh, yeah, All right. Fine, <laughs> not so loud. You know, I, I have a well, right to regulate the volume too. of my breathing. All right, but he wants to... Now, he, Mr. We have to Mr. Allen. Yes. Uh, I, I'm going to try to stay... Positive. Positive as I can. And I'm yeah. going to say that uh, it was refreshing of you to try to get to the truth of the matter by not bringing actual scientists in here. Well, and it was also uh, it's also yeah. your your opinion was at least novel, and that's the that's nicest true. thing I can say. I don't think a novel. I don't write novels. Well, okay. Novels is for people. It's making stuff up. It's getting away from the truth. Is I would read a novel in. that you wrote because I don't read novels and I don't write them. So it's a perfectly we both win. I guess. All right. Well, we're not. But you didn't win the debate. And interestingly, we don't. Have, we didn't have any scientists on to debate, but we might have some in the experts. Speaking I don't of think which. You know any scientist, well, Alan? Let's find out. Oh, okay. Here's our first expert. Hi, I'm a popular singer-songwriter, John Jackson. Okay, not a, not an not a scientist, but I I'm sure to the radio. Look, look, I'm sure he knows a lot about evolution. Let's talk. <laughs> what have you got to I, say? Well, I do, and I actually wrote a song about it. Oh, um, you, yeah, sure. Go ahead. You, you mind if I? No, no, please. All right, great. Here it goes. <laughs> Birds, sky. Grass and flowers. Oh, that was. I'm sorry. That was the whole thing. Yeah. Are you a hobo? No. No. Not at all. Okay. I just had to make sure. That's a short song. Uh. Well, that's all you need. Did it really? chart? Did it? It actually. It won me several grubbies. And actually, what are grubbies? Grubbies. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, if you have to ask, you won't win one anytime soon. I wasn't running for them. Well, that's obvious. All right. Well, no. About evolution. So does that? Okay. You said birds, sky, grass. Uh, I said birds, sky, grass, flowers. Flowers. Uh, does that mean they evolve or not? I think I pretty 
pretty much summed up my argument right there. No, but which side are you on the side of Mr. Perfect Pitch or Mr. Frank? Mr. Let me let me let me play another song for okay. you. Okay, maybe this will President, explain things. President, I corrected that. President, President Samuels. That's right. I was duly elected by myself. Oh, actually, he elected himself, like Stalin or something. Gotcha. Actually, I never stop. I'm very alacrity and 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 expediency when I elect myself. He didn't stall. This song is actually about Stalin. Okay, let's hear so it. Maybe, does it, uh, does okay. it have to do with evolution oh, too? Uncle Joe. Uh, it does. Okay, an uh, evolution. A little bit. There's a little bit, but you have to listen for it. Okay, I'll look. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? You ready to listen for it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Stalin. I didn't hear the evolution part. I listened really oh my God, closely. Frank, do you even listen to music? I well. When was the last time you bought a CD, buddy? Just just between you and me. I mean, I listen everyone to some else music. Listening. I I remember <laughs> uh, Doctor Parsis played us some music once. I don't like Parkinson's. No, that's not what I. All right, never mind. Well, all right, just I just, just listen to I just listen to angry talk radio when I'm in my cab. All right, and that's what my customers are going to listen to as well. Do, would you say that uh, evolution or not? Yes or no? Yay or nay? I have a song for that. Oh God. Okay. Um, yay or nay song? All right. Yes, Hopefully I it'll do. either say I, yay or I, I nay. do. Quickly, quickly. I actually wrote this about three years ago. Please, let's hear it. I agree with President Samuels. Excellent. All right. So well, let me I, guess. I, you I, didn't even find the imagery in that. You don't no, know I what I was trying to say with that. I did. did you? you were trying to say you agreed with President Samuels. My God, are you shallow? Oh my God. You agree with perfect pitch then? Was it? Was it a? Was it a? A, jo- a sarcasm? It's in the song. All right. You know what? Do you need me to play it again? No. Some I, people just aren't capable of sarcasm. I think our friend here's one of them. Who would like to have him on his, on their side? I'll give him to whoever wants him. I I'll take his sarcasm right. or whatever good. it is. I, I agree with him. It, okay. It's, good. It's totally Thank you. you know, Thank you, Samuels. Three. Years ago, whatever hell I was saying might have been in agreement with what I'm saying now. So who, what you know, who the hell cares? Was, I'll take his arcade. He basically talks 23 hours a day. So it was uh, the thing about the poodles. He's gonna say something accurate sooner or later. Well, right. the poodles was so they, the poodles are working against his country. No, 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 we're not talking about poodles unless you feel that they did not evolve or did evolve. I don't know. I don't think God cares about poodles. To be honest, I don't right. think anybody. I cares actually about agree poodles. with that point. Well, good. But do you? What do you have to say about the arguments presented by uh, Mr. Johnson? Mr. Johnson's arguments. Mr. Johnson. Are you Jackson? Did you just call me Jack Johnson? I'm uh, sorry, John. I hate that guy. John Jackson, I'm sorry. What, he Thank steal you. your act? He doesn't even have an act. He can't act. Did you see him in Curious George? Me neither. He was that bad. I don't know. I can't afford to go to movies. All right, all right, all right. No, but what did you think of Mr. Jackson's, John Jackson's arguments? Uh, I hate harmonicas, so I was kind of blocking him out. Okay, I, that's fair. Um, Harmon- wow. Here's how I rank instruments. Lowest, bagpipes. Next up, harmonica. Next up, pump organ. And next... Next up, tuba. Those are the bottom four instruments. Actually, I think that, uh, Mr. Allen, you're going to win a grubby long before this guy does. Well, I think, hold on. If you just look at this logically, what he's trying to use is music. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's music. Listen to it. It's trying to be music. And I think his music has got no logical... Music is Um, part of the conspiracy of people trying to make us use reason and something. He's on your side. Yes, exactly. It's it's music to soothe the savage breast. Wait, you like music now? Absolutely. I, I, I listen to music sometimes all the time. Interesting. All right. Um, let's see. Let me try to, let me say where we are so far. On the one side, we've got, there's no such thing as evolution. It's just a series of mutations causing superpowers. And on the other side, we've got God causes magic called evolution and songs. What most people are basically calling evolution is just a superpower. It's just a superpower. Yeah, that's what they call a mutation. Oh, like like the X-Men. Mutation exactly. is more of this science stuff. I'm telling you. Where is music and people? What do they have in common? Interesting. God. Well, interestingly, we do Oh, I'm sorry, yeah? Actually, Mr. I do have one more. Oh. I have got another song All right. we were just talking about. All right, I'm just going to plug my ears in advance. Last song, last 
song. Okay, okay, here we go. Ready? Shh, no, stop. But we have to no, no, no. Keep that. It, it's good background. Right. Wolverine and Allah. That's it. Well, I you were talking about X Men and God. And Wolverine. I was like, All right. Did you Wolverine just write? You just made that song up, didn't you? I'm a master improviser when it comes to the harmonica and the you song lyric. You didn't write these songs ahead of time. You're making them up as we go along. That one was made up, but the others were. All right, All right. Mr. Jackson. Someone oh, made go up hang too. out with Jan Mr. Jackson. Jackson. We've got another expert who we want to talk to. Please. Hello, Frank. Hi there. Who's this? It's Michael Callahan. My oh. your arch nemesis. No. Yes. I'm the one who you've been stealing show ideas from this no. entire time. Now, I know you're not a scientist. You might have beaten me in the ratings again and again and again, but I came out with religion, real or not real, before you came out with tractor fiction. And I came out with let's have an argument before debate. Come on. Listen, religion is just part of this conspiracy against God that I've been talking about for years and you. years and years. This isn't to deal with you, president. He stole you, too. All right, listen. I, I had the me. president of the Deaf People's Association. Oh, please, I'm, I'm not property. I'm only owned by free men, is what I Michael, Michael. Yes. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Are you working on any new shows? Yes. What What do you got? I'm I'm, I'm working. Well, I, I'm, I'm trying to find a network that'll hire me first. I got fired. No, I mean, just, uh, you know, what are you working you beat on right me. now? What are you working again on? Again right and again. Now? I what hate you, you. Look, this show is ending. What have you got right now? I've got nothing because they fired me because of you. What am I going to do now? I don't know. You only people. All right. Forget it. Look, evolution, yay or nay? Of course. Of course it exists. Of course. All right. So you believe but in the magic of God? No. <laughs> That's evolution. Hold no. on. I have some advice for you. If you, no, I've got a question for you. Sir. What? What? You, you, you answer me this. You're saying that apes are superpowered humans? No. But haven't you ever around. read? Humans are, are superpowered. Yes, apes. dummy. You're right. But whatever. Now, now let, let's think this through. Haven't you ever read the X Men? Didn't you ever realize that what the humans have as superpowers is what's not used in their brains? What's been there the entire time? So maybe, just maybe, apes, which actually use this part of the brains and don't tell us, are smarter than us. Maybe they're the superpowered humans. Maybe. You're wrong, and you have no proof, do you? Well, but I had Dr. Caligari, professor of astrology on my program, who proved it was so. Okay, well, you're trying my patience, friend, because if you, if you considered that I live in basically a dull superhero comic where nothing happens and I eat ragu every night, that I'm not going to read other dull superhero comics, and have you considered that Let's Have an Argument was basically this program with more of an emphasis on physical violence and less of an emphasis on just crazy guests who don't know what they're talking about, so therefore, on both counts, you are wrong and you should die. You were my watcher? The one guy who watched my program? This whole system of getting hired and doing work is nothing more than a money-making scheme. I was briefly hanging out with a superhero who had the ability to pick up band receptions from around the world. It was stupid and he mostly used it to listen to Radio Havana because he was a commie. But, among other things, he listened to your insipid show, yes. It was Communism is a money-making scheme, too. But my well, show is a television program. Yeah, but it was still worse than this. This is far better. But you stole the idea. But it's still better. I did it better, so that's mine now. No! That's how it works. Not. That's how it works. If you take someone's idea and make it better, you get the credit. If you agree with his opinions after this and Brown knows, he might give you a job. Here, watch this. a job from him. Watch this. Well, you're not getting one yet. In your show. You know, my show actually had judges. Listen to this. Listen to this. This guy here, Samuels. Yes. Right. He didn't invent evolution, but he's taking it and he's making it better. Now it's his. Evolution, look, if there's lots of evolutions and God picks mine, that's evolved itself. It's 
that's the way the of evolution is. of evolution. He's arguing now. See that? How it's, can you argue with that? That's decursion. Evolution right. of evolution. How you can you can't argue with it. You can just ignore it. Actually, actually, happy. I've got a song about this oh, very God. little bit that we've been talking about that I've been paying attention to. Is it a short song? Uh, yeah. All right, quick. All right, ready? I get knocked down, but I get up no, again. No, that's not your that's song. Good. You stole that song. I didn't steal that is, anything. That I wrote song, that. You're a liar. Oh, yeah? What's it called? Uh, tub Thumping. Tub Thumping? Yeah. There were no tubs thumped in no, that song at all. No, not in your version. But, but wait, isn't by your argument that his song now, because he made it better? He didn't make it better. I made it in he the first place. He made it better. Therefore, I made it better from nothingness. No, it wasn't Therefore, nothingness. Therefore, it evolved song. into my harmonica. All right. Which is real. All right. I'm Enough of that. royalties, Mr. Al. You didn't write that song either. Bass didn't write a song. All right. So you're agreeing with evolution. Everybody's on Samuel's side, Perfect Pitch. What do you have to say before I go to the last expert? Um, I don't have any new information to tell you. I'm sorry. Do you want me to... You know, I... I, I uh, you know, you're So not... you're just going to blithely ignore the point that you've got evolution backwards? Well, how do I have it backwards? Because you're saying the honest it, proof that... is on you, buddy. I, I, I had... I had said it before, and you ignored me. What is it? What is it? Backwards! <laughs> No, it's no more songs. Then forwards. No, no you. more songs. Oh, okay. I don't want to hear anything out of you. You ignored my invitation to come on my program. Stop. Stop. Talk to me about evolution. Evolution. Call now. that a program. Get right. on point, no, buddy. I said, Get focused. Have some dignity. Dignity on this program? <laughs> Say it. My point was that humans, superpower in humans, which you would argue is the next stage of evolution, is all there in the brain before. From apes, and that from doesn't sound like evolution. That sounds. But like that's my point. Hey, you're saying you're saying it's 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 no because it, the, the traits that we use. Get so, on. but you're arguing that nobody ever changes. How is that evolution? No, because people do change. New things get better. That's why apes don't. That's why humans don't have hair like apes. I don't know. All right, and and you 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 completely turn the superpower thing on the head because the superpower has to exist there before in order for it to be used by the next evolutionary stage. No, 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 and no, you have no, no proof no, against it. No. He's saying superpowers just pop in. Anyone who's ever been forced to have have a superpower is going to find out that they just sort of evolve or pop in around adolescence. You said evolve again. Just use your superpowers of editing to remove every time I said that. I'm not, what am I, a censor? All right, hold on. We've got a final expert here who I believe is very knowledgeable. Evolution, I believe. Let's find out. Go. God, you sound soft. What? Are you talking to me? No, I'm talking to me. What? Are you calling from Binghamton? You sound like a villain. From Binghamton in a different timeline. Oh, good. I don't have to bother with you then. So it's a time traveler. Tulu. Okay. My name is Frank Allen. I'm sorry? Frank Allen, mutant hunter. Wait, like me? Yes, you. I don't understand. Frank but, Allen's not that weird a name. If he was Cornelius McGillicuddy and you were Cornelius McGillicuddy, that well, would be weird. I'm the only Frank Allen on the show. Wait, mutants like not the anymore. X-Men? Apparently, are you are you saying you're me or are you saying you're someone else? I'm you. You're me, but I'm not nearly as soft as you. Wait, what? Excuse me, I got to put out my cigarette in the eye of a giant scorpion. <laughs> okay, I'm back. What? Okay, what? I what? I what happened to me? Well, you remember the Cuban Missile Crisis back in the. F- yeah, that has nothing to do with this. It happened but in just 1962, one random day. Frank Allen, you ignorant dunce. That's what he said. If you're so deaf you can't even hear the host of this program, I think it's forfeiture of argument is what I, I so would call I have it. a song from 1962. No, no. you were not alive back then, and uh, you, what happened to me? Well, let's just say that you're one of a handful of survivors. We walk across the giant wasteland, and we battle giant praying mantises and peel off their stinking carapaces to shield there us from the sun. There you go. The mantises are praying. It's no better evidence than I've... 
trust a mantis over anybody. That sounds like evidence of God. Yeah. There is no God. Wait, what? We decided there was a God. Who is the mantis is praying to? Maybe your timeline. My timeline. He's dead. Alternate universe, Frank? Do yes. I exist there? Yes. And you lead a, a horde of mongrel men with crab claws. What about me? Did, did I so, did I win as many grubbies? You were one of the first to die, you weak pile. What? So I'm successful? About that. I'm successful no, no. there? Yeah, you are. And I just killed you. All right, all right, hold on. So wait, you're not me. <laughs> I have a question for you. I'm, I'm missing a lot of uh, fares because I'm forced to be in the studio tonight, record this insipid show. Can you give me a tip? Yeah, when you come across in a woman. money, not in death. Don't tip me in death. I got a pack of cigs. That's fine. And a, and a dual-sided chainsaw with no handle. All right, hold on. Uh, uh, Frank Allen, is there evolution? <laughs> I haven't seen any evidence of evolution. I've seen puppies turn into giant beasts that rip off your face with tentacles coming out of their mouths. So evidence that, that kind only... of stuff isn't evolution, right? Oh, it's wait. not evolution. It's clearly some kind of freakish superpower. So we're on oh. the same page. See, Frank Allen, I'm not insane. Wow. Disproven things that are already true. If I have something true and you come around looking for evidence, all it's gonna do is prove that it's wrong, which it obviously isn't because we already started with it's true. That's a so, true argument. Of course it's true. If you have something that's true and you find evidence that says it's not true, then you're making something true wrong, which it can't be because it's true. Wow. So what do you need evidence for if you have truth, which is evolution, because well, of God. Well, you, you can have song. No, no songs. I think we're done with songs. You've convinced <sighs> me music is terrible. You've won this debate. You know, the only guy I've seen that's worse is evil Sir Paul McCartney. And it's evil Sir Paul You will say nothing bad of McCartney! Yeah, that's evil Sir Paul McCartney. He's nothing compared to cybernetic Paul McCartney. Okay. No. Can you hear that I said evil first? It's a different guy. Yeah, it's a different guy. Oh. He has a well, power. I, I'm sorry. I hit you. So you hit me for no reason. Though, I apologize. I can sing you a song to make you feel better. No song. I, I have to agree. Paul Cartney on my program is one of the worst debaters we ever no, had. No, not Paul Cartney. It's a different... Look, do you have an idea for a show yet? I got fired. I got kicked out. Come up with an idea before the debate's over. All right. This is my last episode of this show. Let's move on to the final arguments. All right. Starting with Perfect Pitch. Thank you. Sum it up for us, please. All right. My perfect final argument goes a lot like this. Excuse me, I have a call. It's from a colleague of Come mine. Come on, you, you couldn't have turned your cell phone off? Well, I didn't, and now we're stuck with it. Okay, hey, hey Sergeant Invincible, I still hate you, and, and you're in jail. You're a superhero, and you, you're in jail. Can what did you do? Wrap it up a little, would you? All right, you punched a cop. Okay, I'm not going to bail you out. You wasted your one phone call. Uh, you're not even going to bail him out? No, I'm not going to bail him out. Why, why Why should I bail him out? Well, I don't know. He's your friend, isn't he? Well, I guess you said you You've never him. met Sergeant Invincible. You wouldn't bail him out. You Sorry. know what people use in the prison? Harmonicas. Okay. Target. Evolution. Super heroics are actually what most people consider to be evolution. I, it may not be right, but it took less time to say than President Samuels. That's all you got? Yes. All yes. right. What, what do you want? Do you want me to keep talking? I want an argument, but that's good enough. President Samuels is only six syllabi. It's not a difficult thing to say. Well, say, tell us your argument. My argument, first of all, if you use the terminology of argument, it's something come up by logic, which is not something you want if you're trying to get it real truth. And second of all, obviously, God has to pick the best people to stay alive, because if you look around, the worst people is dead, because they're not doing anything. They're dead. Now, if you have the worst people dead, who's going to be left? And then when they come together, they do breeding and that sort of thing. It's just what God intended for evolution. And all this trouble that evolution gets into, it's all because science muddles their hands in it and puts on a, a big blang to, to try to... A big to, blang? Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's like an explosion that creates the world. No, no, like big bang. Okay, whatever you want to call it. Science says 
The world was created by a big explosion that nobody caused, and an explosion made everybody. Well, it's like well an that's nonsense. It's like an All right, you don't, you know, God is not an explosion. God picks evolution like the natural nature selection. It, he picks it like he wants the best ones, not like an explosion, which is what science says. All right, well, Mr. Allen. Yeah. How can you call these arguments? You've never had arguments on your program. It's just competing verbal diuretics. Do you have uh, a better? Mine idea? was musical diuretics. Thank you. Do you have yeah. a better idea? For a show yet? I can't get a show. Let's decide who wins this final debate of debate. How do you decide who wins this debate? I had a panel of judges. You do it like it's a flip of a thigh or something. All right, and the winner is President Samuels. Yay! Well, obviously, what? well, uh, he he had an he had an argument. Wait, I, I had a simple uh, argument. I would say I had truth rather than an argument is what I had. Well, that's true. I mean, he did have truth because he. There's was no right. such thing as truth, what? Frank Allen. There was. He uh, just you got just it. heard it. How could, you know? You just hear something. You say there's no such thing in it. That's like Renian reality. I'm sorry. Like denial of reality. You went over I my bet. head, pal. The, the lion of reality. Exactly. Like denying of reality. Oh, denying. That I makes like a lot more sense. I of reality I, I, better. I have an idea. Yeah? Why don't I get into comic books instead? I could do that. All right, President Samuels. Right. I have exciting news for you. What's that? You are Debatiator of the Year 2007. Oh, I'll add that to my feathers in my clap. No, uh, cap. Cap. Like a hat. Uh, actually, um... That, that's exactly where I'll add it. That's right. Uh, in my cap. Before I got on the show, I, I heard that it was going to be the last Debatatorium, and I actually wrote a song. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Okay. Ready? Are yeah. You ready? All right. Debatatorium. I don't want to see it end. Debatatorium. With every episode grand. Debatatorium. I don't want to see it die. Debatatorium. It's time to save. Goodbye. Can I, can I tell you something? Yeah. I appreciate the sentiment, but your rhymes your rhymes aren't good. I don't need to rhyme. I have a harmonica. You did rhyme, but just not well. Well, you didn't let me finish the song. No, that's good enough. I say goodbye three more times. I, oh, that's... I heard the... I was... Maybe the sentiment wasn't as good goodbye as... Goodbye rhymes with goodbye. Look, all right. Thank you. You're not even the debater of the year. This guy is. Right. That's me. I'm the debater of the year. And I should... Debatator. Deb and I should debatator. say... While this is the end of Debatatorium 2007, you, sir, get to come back one more time for Ultimate Debatatorium. Well, I've, I've, I'll be glad to win it. I could write the theme song for you if no, you like it. No, we're going to be fine with the theme song. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Debatatorium 2007. Did future Frank Allen die? Because I, I, I could sing in his memorial. No, we're done. Good night, everybody. Good night. episode of Debatatorium featured the voice talents of Frank Allen, Charles Berman, Robert Glass, Aaron Freakin' Gold, Jacob Thompson, and Jordan D. White. Roll again, roll again, guys, roll again. Rory, you got it. Excellent. My name is Rory Sinjin, and I am an extra historian. You heard me doing the extra historical segment earlier in the show, which was a lot of fun. Um, now I would like to talk for a moment about the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies. Right, we don't have time for that. We don't yes, have we, I think we do. Okay, the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies is looking for your donations because we are starting our, our you know, first uh, semester, next next semester, and so we want to have money to go in to be able to give people scholarships to the Queen's Institute of Extra Historical Studies. So hopefully if you are interested in extra history and you'd like to have a scholarship named after you, please 
write into us at castandwaxgmail.com and donate some money. Talk about what kind of program you'd like to start, you know, what kind of uh, 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 requirements you'd like to have for your your fellowship or or, or, or scholarship or whatever you want to call it. Um, the point is, yes, please write into us, castandwaxgmail.com, and uh, by way of the Queen's Institute of Extra Historical Studies, or vice versa, actually, but, you know, they were. My name is Roy Sinjin, and what's the next show, Jordan? Next show, Scabby Stories. Oh, yes, I Scabby That's just really cool. Okay, uh, Scabby Stories is next uh, with a wonderful uh, reenactment of Hamlet, Prince of Denmark, Part 2. It's going to be quite scholarly, I'm sure, and uh, William Shakespeare was actually at one point a uh, um, close personal friend of mine. What? So I do like to support his work. Uh, so anyway, it's time to listen to William Shakespeare's The Tragedy of Hamlet, Prince of Denmark. Enjoy. No, wait, hang on. No, there's no time. There's no time. Here we go. Scabby Stories From a Cat in the Dark Hello and welcome to Scapey Stories from a Cat in the Dark My name is Jordan D. White and we are back doing the most famous ghost story of all time, probably uh, The Tragedy of Hamlet, Prince of Denmark uh, We've done Act 1 and uh, we're going to do Act 2 today Now, uh, before we get to Act 2, uh, Scapey, I'm going to have uh, our guest from last time, the MVP of the Super Bowl, uh, recap what happened, right? Yes, that sounds perfect. Thank you very much, Dad You're very welcome. Um, okay, here we go. We have the guest from last week uh, telling us what happened in that episode. Please, tell us Okay, okay, so the story so far, like, as far as I can remember, because that was like a week ago, and I get hit in the head a lot between that week and this week, but, um, there was this guy, and he was kind of a douche, and he killed brother, and then married his sister-in-law, which is just, like, way too Jerry Springer for me, and, um, but then he was a ghost, and he's, like, going around stalking people. And being really the the dead guy is stalking people like ghosts like ooh. And uh he tells his son that he's gotta go and get all Chuck Norris and avenge his his memory. Yeah. And then and then they gotta get the hell out of where they are because they don't have any football and that's just bull. So. All right. Well, thank you for that. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, all right. So this week, uh, again, uh, we're right at the time of a very big event. So we decided to have another very special guest. Uh, this is a guest connected to the Academy Awards who contacted us to try to be on the podcast. Why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, I'd rather not actually introduce myself. That's that's uh, part of the whole deal. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, well, uh, what, I mean, what can we say then? Well, I'm, uh, I'm calling... I work for Price Waterhouse, and I uh, wanted to act as a whistleblower. I, I understand this podcast has very hard-hitting interviews that expose the truth. We do. We do have sometimes have that, yes. Uh, but this is a different show. This is a show where we read a story, uh, which is a scary story, and my cat's going to read you a scary story. Uh, okay, well, but I just wanted to say, because at Price Waterhouse, people think that we just take a poll from the Academy and... Uh, Okay, wait, I don't, we don't know anything about that. What I know about is this is going to be a scary story. So you heard what the football guy said? Yeah, well, yes, I, I did hear what the football guy said, but I, I mean, this is, people need to know that what we actually do is we have a, a, an internal sheet where we... No, no, don't worry about that. What I'm going to say is this is going to be act two. So are you ready for it? Well, I thought, but I thought this was going to be an interview. No, no interview. I don't do interview. I do story. So you listen to my story. Uh, I listen to a story? Yes. This, okay, ready for this? Here we go. The Tragedy of Hamlet, Prince of Denmark, by William Shakespeare. 
Act two. Okay, so like, once upon a time, later, after that other stuff we already heard, okay? Peronius, the old dude, who the football guy didn't mention, but he's an old dude who works for the king, okay? And the old dude is like, talking to his friend, or whatever, servant, and he's like, Okay, dude, go to see my son and friends, alright? And say to him, you know, see how he's doing, basically. Check out how he's doing. And what I want you to do, dude, is go to everybody around him and be like, Oh, uh, is that that dude with Ortiz? Yeah, I know about him. He, like, uh, he likes to gamble and fight and do it and drink and do drugs and, like, cheat on things and steal stuff. And the dude is like, whoa, 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 you want me to talk smack about your friend? And he's like, yeah, yeah, but... No, I mean, don't go too crazy. But if you say bad stuff, then everybody will go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll tell you the bad stuff he's really doing. And the dude's like, what if he's not doing And he's like, no, just do Just trust me. Just do what I say. Well, I wanted to tell you about some of the bad things Pricewaterhouse is doing because they allegedly uh, take the actual information. But the truth that is... That doesn't have to do with the Hamlet. Is Hamlet working for, for your price, water? No. No, Hamlet doesn't work for Pricewaterhouse. Well, then, okay. So then you're not gonna, so stop babbling about stupid stuff. Listen to this. So he's like, I'm gonna, so you guys talk smack about my, my son. And he's like, alright, I will do that. Thanks. And then after that guy leaves, the, the old guy's daughter comes in. Her name is Ophelia. And she's like, oh dad, 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 something really bad happened. Something terrible. And, he, and, she, and he's like, what? What happened? And she goes, dude, Hamlet, who is like, totally likes me. And I like him. And the father's like, yeah, I know. I'm just kind of recapping. Okay, thank you. Um, Hamlet came to me, and he was all, like, totally whacked out. He had his, like, shirt undone and his pants off, and he was, like, totally crazy. And uh, Peronius is like, was he crazy about you? And she was like, well, I don't know, but maybe. He was like, wugga, wugga, wugga. And he grabbed my hand, and he was like, ah. And, and, and he was shaking, and, like, it was totally scary and weird. And Peronius was like, oh, dude. He is crazy. That is that is not good. I bet you he's crazy because he he is in love with you. Did you say anything to him that, like bad? And she's like, dude, I t I told him I didn't want to see him anymore because that's what you said to say. And Peronis is like, oh, <laughs> whoops. I'm sorry about that, because it turns out I guess he really loves you, and maybe I made him go totally crazy, because he doesn't think you love him. Whoops. Okay, I better go tell the kid. Ophelia uh, was, played by, was played by Kate Winslet uh, in, 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 a, in a very famous uh, Kenneth Branagh version of Hamlet, and she was nominated for an Oscar, not for that, I don't think, but for Titanic. And what happened there was a lot of people thought maybe she should win. But the way that was actually decided, we had these pinups of all the, the actresses. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. I am playing Ophelia in this. Did you hear? I was saying, Dad, what do you do? That was me. No, I know, I know, but I'm talking about, listen, you have to understand that... No, you have to understand. If anybody's nominated for Best Actress of Ophelia, it has to be me. I played Ophelia. In this version, there's been many versions of Hamlet. But this is the scariest one. It's not very scary so far. There hasn't been a single scary thing so far. The guy's crazy. Does that not scare you? Crazy person. Also, in the recap, they said... All right, I will give you... 
uh, a reverse spoiler, because it spoils what happened last time. Hamlet is not really crazy because of Ophelia. He's crazy because he saw his dead father's ghost, and his dead father's ghost was like, my brother killed me and took my throne, and now he married my wife, and he's the king, and she's the queen. What the heck? And Hamlet went, what? And now he's pretending to be crazy. That doesn't make a ton of sense. No, but look, he went and talked to Ophelia. Okay, so Polonius says, I better go talk to the king. And so, now we cut to the king. And the king says, Oh, hey, Rosecrans and Guildenstern. Those are two guys' names. I know that's weird. And they're both boys, apparently. Anyway, Rosecrans and Guildenstern, thanks for coming. I, I wanted you to come here because you gotta talk to Hamburg and see what is up with that dude because he's so sad. And the queen's like, yeah, well, listen, his father died and then we got married. So that's probably it. And, he, and the king said, no, dude, that's probably not it. But anyway, Rosecrans and Guildenstern, go talk to them. What do you think? And they're like, okay, we will. And they go, good, okay. Then Peronius comes in and goes, Hey, King, King, there's some dudes here who want to talk to you. Also, I know what's up with Hamlet. And the King's like, Oh, I want to know what's up with Taurus. And Peronius is like, Well, no, talk to these guys first, but I'll tell you afterwards, okay? <laughs> and the King's like, oh, All right, fine. Uh, dudes, what's up? And he goes, Well, dudes, come in and say, We just came from Norway. That was that thing that you talked about last time. Well, they're totally going to go along with whatever yours was you said. And they're not going to kill you, and they're going to kill somebody else, probably. So you just got to let him walk through. And he's like, okay, I'll let him walk right through, whatever they want. Now, Polonius, just tell us about the thing. And he goes, okay, here, I will tell you. I will tell you, because I know the truth. There is a true thing that is the thing that I know, and I won't beat around the bush, because beating around the bush is like, what are you doing? Don't, that's a bush. Why are you, like, what is it that you're beating? There's nothing. It's a bush. And around it, it's just the ground. Why? So you're beating the ground. That's what you're basically doing. And there's no reason for that. So anyway, Hamlet, right? Hamlet is crazy. And like, and I mean, well, crazy, but like, because he's been sad. Did he do anything else crazy? I mean, he did this thing with my daughter, but you don't know about that yet. So he's been weird. He's been in a mood. But... Listen. And the queen's like, get on with it. And he's like, okay, okay. Uh, so here's what it is. I have a letter right here, okay? This letter was given to me by my daughter, okay? But it's not from my daughter to me. It was a letter to her. And here's how it goes. Ophelia, I love you. Bah, 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 bah. I want to kiss you. And the queen's like, is this from Harriet? Is that what it is? And he goes, well, just listen. I want to smooth you. And moo, 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 moo. Oh, you're so pretty. Did you know that you are pretty? Also, do you want to go study? Yes, no. Love, Hamlet. And, uh, and uh, so it's yes, it's from Hamlet. And my daughter gave it to me. Uh, and, uh, that's crazy. And the king goes, well, what did she say? Did she want to go study or what? And, and, and Polonius goes, well, well, here's the thing, right? Uh, I think I was, I was thinking, you know, that he was just kind of, you know, messing. And so I was like, don't say yes. Just be like, whatever. Be like a third box that says, go away or something. And, and so, uh, you know, but I think I'm the right, that's right. That I did that because he's a prince, and you know, there's no way that she could get with a prince because she's just a dude. I mean, she's not a dude, she's a girl, but she's just like my daughter. That's what the, then the queen was like, What you, does that go somewhere? And, and he's like, Well, and so the king was like, What do you think, queen? Is this true? Is that what is making him crazy? And she goes, I don't know, maybe. And Prodius goes, Dude, it's true. I've never been wrong about anything in my whole life. And they went, Okay, well, then I guess that's what it is. And he goes, All right.
right, here's what I'm going to do. Later on, but not right now. Later on, we will hide. And I will get my daughter, and I'll have her go talk to him. And we can all just kind of watch and listen, and then you'll see. And the king's like, okay. And then they're like, oh, oh shoot, Hamlet's coming. Guys, run away, run away. And Hamlet comes, and Peronius is the only one left. This is really, uh, okay, look, I just have to tell you. Hamlet, Hamlet is, a, is a really great piece of writing by... William Shakespeare. Many movies have been made based on his plays. There's been plenty of movies based on Hamlet. Now, we do have a category called Best Adapted Screenplay. If someone were to do a Hamlet movie, it could be not el- it could be eligible for Best Adapted Screenplay, but the fact is, if people were allowed to vote on it properly, it might actually win. But the way that we decide these things is we look at the number of pages in the original book. We divide that by the number of pages in the screenplay. Then for each number that's left, we take a post-it, alright? And we write on You that don't post-it. sound very scared, I'll be honest with you. Well, I'm not I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you, I am scared. I'm scared of losing my job because the things that I'm telling you, if anybody found out it was me... No, that's not what I'm... That's... Who cares about your stupid job? I'm talking about scared of the ghost. There has not been a ghost in this story yet. There, I told you, reverse spoiler, there was a ghost last time. But no, there's not a ghost. But there is a bad guy and a good guy and somebody wants to get killed. Somebody wants to get killed? Well, no, I mean, somebody wants to get killed. Oh, just look. So, okay. Hamlet is now talking to Peronius. And Peronius is like, what's up? And Hamlet's like, the ceiling. Why do you ask? And, and Peronius is like, he's crazy. That's, he's crazy. What do you think, Hamlet? How is it hanging? Hamlet's like, uh... Boogie Boogie, did you know about fish? Hey, I was a monkey one time, but then Thursday. And Peronius goes, yep, he's crazy. And then Hamlet's like, oh, also, you smell and you suck and I hate you because you're dumb and old and stupid. And Peronius is like, he's t- he lost it. He's totally crazy. There's, he just doesn't make any sense. That's really weird. And Hamlet's like, oh, do you have a daughter? And Peronius is like, uh, yeah. And Hamlet's like, I want to do it with her. And, and Peronius goes, see? Did you hear? He said that? So I was right. Okay, thank you. Oh, Hamlet, look, those are those two dudes that you know, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. And Rosencrantz and Guildenstern come in and they're like, what's up, Hamlet? How are you, how are you doing? And Hamlet's like, I'm sad about my stupid dead father. What do you think, dumbass? And they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Uh, sorry. And he's like, yeah, well, that's the way it is. I'm upset. I'm pissed off about everything. And I don't like people anymore. And I totally mean all people. I don't just mean men because yeah, I know there are girls, and I like to do it, but I'm not talking about doing it right now, pervert. What is wrong with you? And they're like, no, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say pervert things. I was just, I mean, I know everybody does it, but I, I wasn't going to say that. He's like, then what were you going to say? Because you looked like... And he was like, no, no, I was just thinking, because there's actors coming. So what about those actors? Do you like them? And Hamlet was like, well... Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I do. Are they actors that I know? And he was like, yeah. He goes, oh, cool. Uh, I like to see actors. Do, uh, how come they came here? And they're like, well, because back in the city, there's dumbasses who are stupid. And people like them for some stupid reason, but they don't do good jobs. Okay, yes, that, this is perfect. This is exactly this is exactly what I'm talking about. The best actor category. I mean, you'd think it would go to the best actor, right? You'd think it would be the best performance, and, and the people would vote on who gave the best performance and that sort of thing. But the fact is, it is there's so 
much fashion involved that what it is is we actually ask each of the extras to send in uh, fashion pictures of them in the best costumes that they possibly have and in you know, the best outfits and we make full size no, cutouts and then the men <laughs> take the woman what are you, do- no, what are you doing what are you doing I mean, look it's really it's not I mean I'm I'm not too proud to say no, why, why are you? Stop it, stop it, stop it! That's not what this is about! This is about actors in Hamlet! Well, I'm saying they could, could be acting in anything, but the fact is that we'll, we'll take them home with us. No! No! What happens is, the actors are there, and Hamlet's like, why are they here? And they're like, well, because, uh, look, just, now you've distracted me. They're here because the acting sucked back at home, and now they're here. Whatever. It doesn't matter why they're here. It's not relevant to the ghost. Well, okay, I understand that, but do you understand that it's, it's just, there's a sham happening? There is! And it's you saying that you're listening to my story, but not listening to my story. That's not, but I didn't, I didn't, there's no, I didn't know I was coming for a story. Well, that's what you're here for. So, sit down. I, I'm sitting. Well, good. Okay, so, so then, anyway, Peronius comes back and he's like, there's some actors here, and Hamlet's like, bitchin'. Okay, dude, actor, I one time saw you tell me a story. Will you tell me a story? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, okay, tell me the story with the stuff. And there was a dude, and he was like, saying stuff. Well, do you know that one? And the actor's like, yeah, I know that one. And he starts telling this story, and he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. There was a fin. Oh, and then people were doing stuff. And Peronius is like, this is boring. And Hamlet's like, shut up! You're a dick! Okay, keep going. And the actor's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Waka, waka, waka. There, uh, once was a man from Nantucket. Okay, what do you think about it? And Peronius is like, yeah, this is pretty cool. And Hamlet's like, yeah, no, so shut up. And the actor's like, do 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 This is the kind of actor, I'm telling you, we would give this guy an award. He clearly doesn't deserve an award. No, but he does, because he did it better than I was doing it. He did it with more drama, which is hard, because I'm really good. But I'm skipping a lot of stuff, because it's not about a ghost. So, at the end, everybody goes, crap, 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 crap. They all thought it was crap. No, he, no, no. They were clapping with their hands, putting their hands together for the actor. Yay, yay, like that. Oh, uh, okay. And Hammond was like, dude, that's, that's awesome. That's perfect. You know it. Um, can you do a play for me? That is like, uh, a certain play about this dude getting killed. And, and uh, they're like, yeah, sure. And he was like, and if I give you a little extra bits that are not in the play normal. Can you do it? And he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes, awesome. Everybody leave. And everybody left. And then Hamrick goes, oh, dude, I suck. Do you know why? I'll tell you. Because a ghost totally came to me and was like, that dude killed me. Why don't you kill that dude? Okay? And I was like, I will, but I didn't. I've been, like, sitting here going, burr, 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 being scared. And that actor dude is all getting all worked up about nothing, about stupid BS, okay? And, and I cannot even get worked up about this one thing. What the heck? That is stupid and I suck. But I'll tell you what I'll do. Because I think if they do a play that's kind of like the thing that really happened, then the king is going to be like, what? And, and kind of go, oh, crap. That's what I did. I mean, booger, booger, water, like that. So, that's what I'll do. Yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you. The end of Act 2. All right, that was very good. Now, okay, so here's the way it works. Here's the way it works. Best song, right? Again, it, it's proposed that, that we give out these balance and people 
and vote. We throw those ballots away. What we do is, we hold a karaoke contest internally. But not normal one, it's a strip no, karaoke why, contest. Why are you talking about stupid things? Why? Because you're done with your story. Listen, this, is, this no, has to get out. No, it doesn't have to get out. No, 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 no. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it, stop it. Okay, we'll add the part with the scary moral so far of the story. Why? Now you're saying it's scary, but again... I would say that nothing scary happened. A dude walked around being a little crazy. That's about it. Well, well, no, okay, that's fair. Nothing really scary happened. In the first one, there was a ghost. So I'm going to assume that in the rest of it, there's going to be more ghosts, okay? Well, there better be, or else, you know, it's not going to be scary. No, there were, I think there will. What I think is going to happen is that eventually the ghost is going to say, I will kill this guy myself, and he will come back as a scarier ghost. Well, but that hasn't happened. No, no, okay, no. But that, okay. So I'm going to say what I think is going to be the scary moral of the whole story. Right now, based on what we've heard so far. Can I give my theory? Uh, well, okay. Well, what do you think? I think the scary moral is that even though Hamlet claims that what he's going to decide to do is decided on democratically by a vote of the entire economy of Denmark, what they, what he actually is going to do to make his decisions, all right, is line up a row of cups of beer. Okay? Is, I, what, wait, what? What, it, what is beer about? There's no beer in the story. No, I, no, I know, but he, if he line, he'll line up these beers, right, and uh, one for each possible winner. Wait, what are you, winner? No, you're talking about the other thing again. No, I said Hamlet. I said Hamlet. But you, you're fibbing. You're lying about Hamlet. Well, no, you have to understand, this is really important. That I get this out there. You know, I could lose my job, but I need people need to know. No, no, that's not the scary moral. You're fibbing, you're lying where I arise. Okay, so here's the real scary moral. The scary moral is gonna be don't listen to that old guy. He's stupid, okay? Serious. That's what it is. Uh, why, why, why would you? Why do you think that? Because that guy was wrong. He was saying it was about this and that, but it wasn't about this or that. So it was about ghost. Okay, that's what it should have been about. Uh, well, okay. Anyway, for best special effects, we send private messages to the effects artists, asking them to make for us virtual. Why are you talking? Why are you talking? Stop it! You are a jerk. Okay, so that's the end of the thing. Dad, cut this guy off. Get him out of here. <sighs> okay, fine, Scape. All right. Well, this is. Thank you for for calling us. But I mean, that was kind of interesting, and I sort of did want to know Scape what he was going to say. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, somebody you want. Okay, here's how here's how it goes down. Here's how the truth is. Animated short. Right? No, that's not. I don't. Nobody cares. Okay, Dad, you don't count. You don't count for cares. Cut him off. Time for the next show. Next time on this show, I will do part three, and I bet you there's gonna be more ghosts, probably, because it's gonna be scary at some point. So goodbye. All right, time to roll off. Let's see roll again. No, 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 stop it. Stop it. Frank, you got to roll your die. Roll your no, die. No, I'm not rolling my die. J- Jordan, I'm not rolling my die. Why? What? Wait, what? You had, you had, that guy clearly wanted to talk to me. I'm the one who does the interview. I do exposés. He wanted to talk to me. He was calling to be on my podcast. Well, you don't have it. You don't have a podcast. This is, it was Scapey's turn this time. We don't just disrupt things. You have debatatorium on this time, and so Scape gets a Scapey story. Yeah, but he wanted to do. I could have taped it for next time. Next time, but it, this Oscars are this week. Next week, who cares about some guy from the Oscar place? Who cares? He's trying to do an expose. D- why would you do that? Oh my. God! Here I am, trying to get a job, trying to get a gig as someone doing interviews, and this is a guy just begging to be interviewed by me, going to put my name on the map, and you didn't put him through to me. You put him on stupid, scapey stories hey. so that he would hear a stupid that story, a stupid story instead of 
you know, doing the thing he wanted to do, which was exposing Pricewaterhouse. Great, great. You couldn't have called me for that. I, I live in the same freaking house as you. You couldn't have said, hey, Frank, where, you know, where was I at this time? Well, you were sleeping in the other room. Right, yeah, I was sleeping in the So you couldn't have called me in. Hey, Frank, this guy wants to talk to you. Why don't you record a quick interview? Maybe we'll play a preview of it on the Oscars. Like, I don't even care. Anything. You couldn't have just woken me up. Well, Frank, to be fair, I mean, you are sleeping during the daytime. How am I supposed to react to that? Well, because I, I don't have anything better to... Look, Jordan... You are being a total douchebag, and you're being a total mooch. You're 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 staying in my house for nothing, and 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 then giving me flack because I didn't do one thing you wanted me to do. Come on, don't be a jerk. Uh, you it would take one for to know one, and that one would be you on both counts because you're the one who's a jerk, and you're the one who knows that he's a jerk. I'm not a jerk. What about calling me a jerk when I'm helping you out as a friend? Well, that's not. Look, that is, I don't see what that has to do with it. The point is that. You should have let me record this thing. Even Rory, I'm sure, agrees. Well, I mean, you know, it was Scapey's turn. Oh, well, come no, on! I mean, no, but it's I, I see what you're saying, Frank. I mean, he did want... It was fairly obvious he did want to talk to see, you. See, even Rory... Even Rory says you should have let him talk to me, and I hate Rory, and he knows I hate him, and I'm going to destroy him eventually, and he is even on my side on this. Well, I wouldn't... I mean, I wouldn't go that far on your side. It's, you know, well, Frank, look, we're, we're wasting time, and we, we were supposed to do a roll to see who wins. So, well, I'm not rolling. Then you don't get to talk. I don't care. I'm leaving. I mean, forget it. This is ridiculous. Where, you're le- where are you going to go? There's no, there's nowhere for you to go. You live here. Well, I'm going to, I'm, you know, I'm just going to go sit on the couch then because this is, you know, this is stupid. Forget it. I don't even know why I bothered to do this. Well, you bothered to do this because, because you want to be a host. Anyway, look, Rory, Scape, let's roll. Roll. Great. I win. Okay. Um, so whatever. That's the end of the show. You know, Frank's ruining the show for me now. That's the end of the show, and send us email like they said. Oh, we have an email. All right, let me read it. It's another one from Giorgio. It goes like this. Hello! Oh my god, I can't believe you guys didn't understand my instructions. They were so good. But here's something I think even you guys can grasp. Cereal. The most important thing to remember when you're making cereal is the preparation. Where's the cereal? Cleo! Where's the cereal? Don't call me stupid! Oh, okay, it's right here. Now, first we need a bowl. I need a big bowl because I'm a real man. I mean a a big man. Today I'm having grape nuts to keep my hot man body in shape, in manly shape. Oh my god, I spilled it everywhere. Here, let me clean it up. Were you checking out my ass? You totally were, weren't you? Anyway, then we add milk. Cleo, where's the milk? Fine, I don't want it anyway. So I guess next I'll get a spoon. Oh, nice, Cleo, now you find the milk. Get the milk out of my way, I need a spoon. There, now we have a spoon for eating. Now we add the milk and just a little bit of sugar. Shut up, Cleo, it's not too much. No! Okay, now the taste test. Oh, it's so good. Stay tuned next week for Cooking with Giorgio. No, it's my thing. No, Cleo, it's my th- Fine! Cooking with Giorgio and Cleo, where we will teach you how to make instant breakfast. Giorgio. Thank you, Giorgio, for that. Actually, we got email, and we like getting email. So if you'd like to write into us, please write into us at castandwax.gmail.com. We're getting recipes now. That's always fun. We, we could be getting anything. Write into us with any kind of crazy thing. We want to hear about it. We want to know what kind of crazy things are going on in your head. Anyway, look, Frank Allen's a dick. I'm not a dick. You, you talked. Anyway, um, Rory's here, and he wants you know you to write into him. Scape's here, and he likes to sing songs. Anyway, here's a, ske- a, a waxwork song for you, and, you know... Fine. Uh, be seeing you. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. 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 
I had gone missing in a flat that ponied up Enough to me with you fill up more than a few bottles worth of drink with my sauces Time to tell her whispers about the face So I figured I should check it out for myself I only needed to take one look at the sick things The best that filled the place with it Realized Jordan D.Y. was not a well man it was clear this was a person who had made a lot of enemies Sure, his wife played the concern role well But a broad like I has always got one or two other fish on the line I made something to give him a number to call In case he needed anything, anything at all I put the door out, the place did not reveal anything out of the ordinary But then, as I was leaving, I noticed little red dick going down the back to the cellar door There it was, that's where I found it His da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-